Welcome to the Exercise and Depression podcast. My name is Claire, your host, and today we're talking about things I wish people knew about me. because I've been, you know, not doing episodes for, you know, months on end, but it's been six months now since I last done one. Um, and I've just felt inclined to, to do one. I, I took a, I took a break um, because my mental health wasn't doing very well. And even though I know for a fact that doing this probably would have helped me through that, um, well, anyone that's listening, who has mental health problems knows that it's not always is that easy you know it's not easy to go well this is going to help so I should definitely do it I mean no anyway <clears throat> just a couple of disclaimers before we start um I'm doing this in the evening but there still seems to be um planes flying I, li- I live near a, a military base that does flights you know you know jets and stuff and usually they don't do them in the night time but the past couple of days they have been doing in the night time so if there's that sort of screaming noises in the background I'm hopefully I'll edit them out but if I miss a couple I do apologize second of all um I'm in my office I don't know what the acoustics are like in here I think they're pretty good but yeah just bear with me um <laughs> I'm really nervous um I'm really, really nervous to do this episode because it's been such a long time and I feel like I'm really out of practice. So I've got myself a glass of wine <laughs> and I'm going to get through what... I I just I had this thought the other day um, about doing this episode and I just kind of want to get it done. No, no, that makes it sound really awful. I want to... I want to do it. I want to do it. And I want to do it before I chicken out. So there we go. So this episode, we're talking about things that I wish people knew about me. Um... Now this can be quite a difficult one, especially because I have a borderline personality disorder, which is BPD. I, my sense of self doesn't really exist, which is actually one of my points that I'm going to get to today. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking the other night when I couldn't sleep about things about me that would answer so many questions that maybe people have about me, but they don't know because I don't share them. Um, but it's also things that I wish people knew just so that they could maybe understand me a little bit more when I'm not quite as good at being a friend or being around or being responsive or even, you know, <laughs> just day-to-day things. So so this is things I wish people knew about me. And it's just going to be a list that I'm going to talk about and hopefully you'll enjoy it. I don't know. But yeah, it's good to be back. This feels this feels good. This feels right. Um, I wanted to do this, and I feel good doing this. I I know I said I'm nervous, and I am nervous. But this feels right. This feels good. So here we go. <laughs> so one of the first things I wish people knew about me is that I'm not lazy. 
<laughs> and this might sound like a like uh, one that you don't, you're scratching your heads about, like, well, uh, how would we know that? Um, but maybe it's only people who are in my day-to-day -day life uh, would maybe know about this one, but I am not lazy. Um, I do not sleep in because I'm lazy or because I don't want to get up. It's because I am medicated and I'm medicated with something that helps me sleep. In fact, it makes it possible for me to sleep and I actually do struggle um, to get up. I struggle to, to wake up in the morning. Um, now this was, was uh, brought up on, it was on Facebook actually, um, a friend of mine was asking about this particular uh, medication that I um, that I take and whether struggling to get up in the morning was a was a side effect that was quite common and I, I said yes it is it, it's one that even now I struggle with um, even though I've been on this I've been on metrazapine sorry I don't know why I'm not saying what it is I've been on the highest dose of metrazapine now for every two years and when you first start taking metrazapine it does zombie you out a bit for like a week or so like in the mornings like it's very very hard to wake up quickly but it seems to be a side effect of the drug that is sort of I still struggle with now so I'm not lazy <laughs> I don't not get up early in the morning because I don't want to it's because I find it very difficult to wake up in the morning. Um, I could go to bed at nine o'clock at night and I and wanting to be up for seven or eight in the morning and I will still struggle. I mean, I, I will if I put enough uh, alarms on or I have my husband's help um, getting me up. But I do, if I need to be up early in the morning, I need to say to, I say to my husband, can you please help me get up in the morning? Because I need, I need to be up, I need to be awake. Um, and when I, go, when I do wake up in the morning, it's so slow and I feel, groggy and tired for over an hour after I've woken up um and it's not to say that I can't get up early I can get up early I just really struggle and it's because of my medication I know there are sort of you know sometimes I'll not get out of bed till like you know nine half nine and that's because I can't like that sounds like such a defeatist thing to say like can't but I really struggle with it and it's something that I, I have to struggle with because um, because of the medication that I'm on and um, sort of going on from that like my point my other point another thing that I wish people knew about me is that when I'm not medicated I don't sleep um, I don't know what it is whether it's a mental health thing or it's just something that my body isn't very good at doing but when I'm not medicated my body doesn't know how to sleep. I go to bed, I feel tired, and I will go to bed, and I will lie down, but my body doesn't know how to go to sleep, and which is awful. <laughs> you know, and that sounds so dramatic, but literally, like, the times um, that I haven't been medicated, like, maybe I've been between medications, or I've done that silly thing where I've taken myself off them, I don't sleep, I can't sleep. I, I can lie there and close my eyes and try my hardest to sleep, but we all know that, you know, the harder you try to sleep, the the further it gets. Um, my body doesn't know how to sleep, and thus I need to have this medication. I need to be on metrazapine. Otherwise, I wouldn't sleep. Now, I've mentioned this in past episodes, um, especially if, sorry, content warning, I will be talking, mentioning self-harm. 
Um, I've mentioned in the past about um, about my episodes of self-harm and, and, you know, attempted suicide and stuff. And it usually comes at a time where I haven't slept. Um, I My body doesn't sleep, I've said this many, many times already, but... Um, I don't sleep, I just stay awake and it usually gets to sort of maybe four or five days where I haven't slept and that's when I get really ill mentally and I start having really bad intrusive thoughts and that's when I've succumbed to, to self-harm tendencies and I start having bad thoughts about doing bad things to myself um, and so I, I medicated with metrazapine and Metrazapine really does help me sleep. It help. It makes me go to sleep. So this is going on to my next point is, I, and this is not working out the way I thought it would. I thought I would be like, it would be a list, and I'd say the thing that I wish people knew about me, and then I'd talk about it, and then move on to the next. But I keep alluding to other bits and stuff. So yes, I'm medicated. I've mentioned that already loads of times in this episode. But if you've been here a while, you already know this about me. But I've been medicated for a number of years. Um, I'm not quite sure how long. It must be nearly ten years, maybe maybe about eight years that I've been medicated. Um, and I'm not ashamed of being medicated. Um, I've I, I, I've made a, a whole I've made a whole podcast episode about this about being medicated and being not and not being ashamed of it because I think being medicated for anything but specifically being on antidepressants SSRIs that kind of thing I think that needs to be completely and utterly normalized um you have people who take medications for you know physical illnesses and no one bats an eyelid but you mentioned that maybe you're on an antidepressant or an antipsychotic and people's eyebrows go up and and there's already you know for many people there's already a preconceived idea about people who are on medication um, and I I wish so hard that that wasn't the case because so many people I imagine there's so many people out there who are put off wanting to get medicated because of the stigma that surrounds it and so I've been medicated for eight plus years now and I'm not ashamed of it it makes my life livable um, but I've already said in this episode that you know if I didn't have my medication I wouldn't sleep and when I don't sleep, I hallucinate, um, which is horrible. I see really, really horrible things. I have intrusive thoughts. Uh, my OCD goes out the window. It is absolutely uncontrollable. Um, I have suicidal ideations. I have self-harm thoughts. Um, I give in to them occasionally, or I've been very, very close to when I haven't been medicated. Um, so the fact that I have I have to take medication every day just to make my life livable is nothing that I'm ashamed of. Um, I wouldn't quite say I'm proud of it because I think it's a weird thing to be proud about. But I suppose I'm proud that I got to a point where I felt strong enough to ask for help and I got the help that I needed. Now, I don't want to be medicated for the rest of my life. My end goal is to not be medicated because I don't want to have to feel like I need... No, that's not what I mean. I mean, I would really like to get to a point in my life where I have been through decent therapy or I've learnt ways to 
to deal with it like I have BPD and BPD isn't curable but it is manageable and I'm hoping at some point in my life I'll get to a point where I can manage it on my own I mean, not so much on my own but you know with help of loved ones and myself and therapy and that kind of thing you know I don't want to be medicated for the rest of my life um, that's my choice you know some people are medicated for their entire life and that, that's you know that's them but I quite like to not be medicated that's my end goal I mean I don't think I'm anywhere close to that goal <laughs> uh, especially like Covid and everything like lockdown you know I still really can't go and see a doctor face to face um, I want to see a psychiatrist for my OCD because that's got really bad it's not as bad at the moment but when any any time I get even a slightly bit stressed um, it comes really bad it becomes really bad um, on to the next point, what's another thing that I wish people knew about me? I wish I didn't have borderline personality disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. I have BPD and OCD and if someone said to me, here, precious button or any other old cliche like take this pill or make a wish on a falling star or whatever and it, you could not and you can take away your BPD and your OCD. I would do that in a hobby. I would take it away in a hobby. I am not proud to have BPD or OCD. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing for people who are, <laughs> you know, obviously this is my podcast, so I'm talking about me here, but I'm, I wish I didn't have borderline personality disorder and an obsessive compulsive disorder. And heck, I even wish I didn't have depression because as much as these things have given me a, a certain perspective on certain perspectives on life that no, it did not come out right <laughs> even though having borderline personality disorder OCD depression anxiety has given me certain perspective on life <laughs> I don't like having it I am not proud of having it I am not happy to have it I don't like it I hate having it it sometimes ruins my life and it makes my life very difficult. I've had arguments with my husband and I can hear in my head what I'm saying and what I'm accusing him of and what we're arguing about. And I'm like, you are being so out of order here. You are acting, you are overreacting and you are being so horrible <laughs> and manipulative. What are you doing? Like, but I can't control it. It's it's like I have two voices in my head and when I'm medicated, by the way, I do have voices in my head. Um, I do hear voices when I'm not medicated, which I don't miss at all. But when I'm in one of these spirals, I have these, it's like I have these two people in my head that are arguing with each other. My brain gets so loud and everything becomes worse and horrible and louder and impossible to ignore or reason with and so me and my husband were having blazing rows about something and I'm not saying it's stupid because saying anything like that is stupid is, is taking away the importance and the, the severity of, of having something like this but I can if I didn't have borderline personality disorder these issues would be non-issues. They wouldn't be an issue. They'd be the kind of thing I could talk out like a, a reasonable ad adult. 
and it, there would be no hurt feelings, there'd be no pain, there'd be no me no, not crying myself to sleep because something that my brain has perceived as completely and utterly horrible and disgusting and, and, and vile and hurtful and just take it as we've had a disagreement about something. Someone asked me a little while ago, and it's always stuck in my head, and it made me th it made me come to this realization actually. Someone did ask me a while ago why I don't post so much about borderline personality disorder and OCD on my social uh, social media, um, and I do occasionally. Uh, I'll share things on Instagram that I come across. Um, usually, if it's pertaining to something that's happened to me either that day or in you know in, in recent days or whatever. And mostly it's just for me to sort of see out someone else writing it down and to see it out loud, as it were, <laughs> that it's not just something that I deal with. Um, it's very much a, a, an established thing. Um, but not very often. Um, and the fact of the matter is I'm just... I'm not proud of the fact that I have these things. I'm not proud that I battle with these things every day. And I know that might make me come across as being a bit dismissive of the of the, the conditions that I have but it's not it's really really not it's just that I am I wish I didn't have these things and sometimes when I see posts about it on my, it's usually on my Instagram and things pop up it it reminds me that I've got it and and that makes me unhappy the fact that I have it and that I get reminded every now and again especially when I'm going through a particularly good phase like and then I get reminded that I have this thing wrong with my brain and I'll have it for the rest of my life. And it just makes my life so hard. Um, and I'm not trying to be aware with me. I'm really, really not. But BPD and OCD make my life really hard. And sometimes I just wish I just had a normal life. <laughs> sometimes that I could just think like a normal person. And, and not be afraid of so many things. And I wish I knew who I was. And I wish that I didn't feel empty most of the, most of the time. And... I wish I wasn't so afraid of abandonment, <laughs> you know, no. I wish I was a better friend, I wish I was a better daughter, sister, auntie, wife. I don't like having it and I, I, I wish I didn't. I wish I could take it away. Going on from that, my next point, something else I wish people knew about me is that I have no sense of self and that sounds like I'm being dramatic but I'm really not. It's a very big known thing of this, like borderline personality disorder is that I have no sense of self and that means that you know you're going to like meetings or groups or meeting new people and they say tell me something about yourself my bro my brain doesn't know how to answer that question I just stick with facts like I have blue hair I have blue eyebrows I am married <laughs> like my sense of self is very much non-existent in my own brain and I know that there are things about me that make me interesting and things that I do and things that I like but I find it very hard to recall them because I don't have a self sense of self. And if I do, it's very unreliable. So whenever you do the team building thing, see, see I'm quite a, a, a positive, I am a positive person. I'm also very extroverted and I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. I like talking. I'll literally talk to anybody. But as soon as someone asks me about me, I get a bit lost. And like I said, I just stick to facts, like I say about what my job is, or where I live, or who I'm married to, or 
that I have nephews, you know, it's I stick to the facts. There's nothing, anything that that's like, oh, I love this, or I like doing that, or I think this, or I think that, because I don't, I can't recall that in any way. And that makes me sound, um, I'm sure, to people who don't have this, that it's like I'm being, like, trying to come across as interesting or whatever. I'm really nice. Genuinely, one of the biggest things about BPD is not having a sense of self. And I get frustrated with that sometimes um, because I'd like to know who I am. I'd really like to know yeah, who I am. Like, I, People say things to me about myself and particularly this... this um, actually, one thing that my sister-in-law says a lot to me is that I can make friends with anybody. And it's just not something that ever pops into my brain when someone asks me to tell me about myself or to tell me something interesting about myself or, or, or anything like that. And... It, it, it must be true, because I am very easy going, I, I can really talk to people, but it's something that doesn't compute in my brain sometimes, <laughs> it's like... And I, but I do love hearing that about myself, like, whenever she does say that, and other people say that, you know, I'm really, uh, really sociable, I'm really personable, I'm really friendly. I like hearing those things, it's not anything that would ever come, come across to me if anyone asked me about myself. Um. And that's another thing I don't like about having BPD is that I don't want to feel like that. I want to be able to know who I am. I don't know who I am. <laughs> this sounds like it's coming, like, it's going to be, it's like the BPD hour, but the BPD really does, like, <laughs> it affects so much of, of my, my brain and, and my body and my, my my life, my personality. And there are things about it that I just hate. In fact, there's a lot, most of it I hate, to be fair, perfectly honest. There's not really much about it that I like. And one thing that I really carry around a lot of me with me is there's two things that I carry a big, big baggages for, and that's guilt and my terrified, terrified of, of, of being abandoned or left. Um, I have real bad death anxiety. I'm afraid of people leaving me. Because I'm afraid of people leaving me, sometimes my brain goes, well, I'll leave them first. And then they can't leave me because I've made that decision, which makes me feel if I've not spoken to a person for a long time and and then I can't do it because it's like, well, it's been too long now, they won't like you anymore. So st spare yourself that pain of being rejected um, and just leave it. So this has made me feel really upset because I, I have such amazing people in my life and my fear of abandonment and my real sense of guilt stops me from giving them the relationship that they deserve, the, the friendship that they deserve, because they're wonderful people and I'm horrible. <laughs> and I'm afraid so hard, I'm really afraid of them leaving me. That it just, my brain says, well, do it first. <laughs> so you won't get hurt. And by doing that, I hurt people. It feels so bad. Anyway, this is just gonna get so upset. <sighs> Sorry, this is God. This has turned into such a pity party, hasn't it? Maybe I should move on to the next point. This is a bit less upsetting, I guess. So I'm a really outgoing person. I like talking to people, and I genuinely don't care what people think about me as a person. I, I really don't because. Circling back to what I said, I don't know who I am. I don't have a sense of self, so I don't ever feel 
judged by the person that I am. Apart from the last bit, obviously, but um, I I don't care what people think about me as a person because I'm too old for for caring about what people think about me or the things I say or things I do or whatever. But there's one thing that I just can never shake in it and I've not been able to shake it for a really, really long time is that I really care about what people think about the way I look. Now, if you're listening to this and you've never seen me, um, I like dressing in black. I'm sort of described as the goth of the family. I have blue hair, blue asymmetrical. I've got shaved side at the moment. Blue eyebrows. I wear heavy makeup, heavy eye makeup at least, and, you know, black dresses, fishnets. That kind of thing. Um, and I'm struggling a bit with my body image. Uh, I've put on a little bit of weight and I'm a bit uncomfortable with the way I look. Um, I want to get healthier. I want to feel better in my own skin. So I'm very self-conscious. and I have very, very low self-esteem when it comes to the way that I look. And my husband says I'm beautiful and pretty and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I see myself in the mirror and I just don't see it. Um, if you're new here, uh, this is another thing that's on my shopping list of things that are wrong with this, wrong with me. But I also suffer with body dysmorphia. Um, I've had body image issues my entire life. Mainly, um, I used to have an eating disorder. I used to be painfully thin. And then I went and worked for six months in France, and I had a really physical job. And I put a bit of weight on, and I put a bit of muscle on, and I looked. I looked really good and then it just sort of went downhill from there I put more weight on and, and didn't like the way that my body looked um, and I've been struggling with my weight ever since uh, it's been about seven or eight years six seven eight years now um, this time last year I looked amazing <laughs> and I'm just trying to get back to that um, but I struggle in my weight because of the hormone imbalances and stuff that I I, I had a few years a few years just before my wedding but anyway, I'm not getting into that, I'm not getting into that. But yeah, because of that, I really care about what people think about the way I look. Like, I pick out my outfits very carefully um, by, you know, the way I look or what I'm wearing or how people are going to perceive me. And it's, I don't like it. I, don't, I wish I didn't care what people thought about the way I look, um, but I do. Uh, and I've probably come across as quite vain, um, preening all the time and always having to look my absolute best um but a sort of funny story like a couple of weeks ago was my, my birthday and we me and my husband were in london for a charity um thing that went to i'll talk about that maybe in my updated video um sorry updated podcast next week or in a couple of weeks whatever but i felt really nice in my dress and he cut my hair it was a, it was a black tie event so i was in a, a floor length gown and I look at pictures from the night and I hate the way I look. And I was like, I can't believe I let people see me look, looking like that. Um, I, can't look at, I can't look at pictures of myself from that night, which is a real shame because I had such a fun time that evening. It was absolutely beautiful. And I said, I'll talk more about it another time. But um, I've got to the end of my list. <laughs> uh, I thought this would be longer, to be honest. Uh, and there probably are a few other things in my that I wish people knew about me. Um, 
but I can't really pull it out of the air to be fair. So I guess I'm just gonna have to leave this here. So I'm really sorry if this is a short one, but hey, I'm back. <laughs> Exciting Depression podcast hopefully will gain traction again and I will get back to doing more regular uploads. Um, I miss doing this. I really, really, really miss it. I have a list of things of episodes I want to do. I have a few guests that are interested. So sorry if you listen to this now and you wanted to be a guest, please get back in touch with me I or wait to hear from me because I will get back in touch with you because I do want more guests on this show because I love, I love, love, love talking to people and I love having guests on here. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Exercise and Depression podcast. Um, hopefully this hasn't been a pity party and you don't, you know, think that I'm just um, moaning myrtle. <laughs> But um, hopefully I will have an episode again next week. Um, probably a little bit more of an update for you just because it has been six months since I've done an episode. And hopefully I can start attracting people back and some attracting people who want to be um, guests as well. So thank you very much for listening and tuning in. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.